It's Come on. And people just say, I'm not going to be like my dad. I'm not. And so all the work is in the ground game. No work in the spiritual realm. Because it's weird. Let's, let's play that son. They tired. They, they, people leave and they tired. They. This what they need, though. You're tired at the wrong thing. It's weird. Because when you do that work, you don't always see the results of that work. Yeah. Because some of that work is preemptive. It's like, it's not just correcting stuff, it's stopping stuff. Woo! Come on now. Come on, Holy Ghost. Did you hear that? Yes. Just, prayer doesn't just fix stuff. It prayer stops stop stuff. Yes. It's some people right now making fun of your spirituality, not realizing your spirituality is what's protecting them. Jesus. 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 You always at that church. That's why you in your right mind. Because I'm binding the devil and loosing peace and loosing blessing and loosing joy and loosing God's goodness over your life. We cannot practice spirituality with no engagement in the spiritual realm. I went my whole life, well, not my whole life, but a large part of my life in church. And all of this was just dismissed as weird or extreme. But like so much of it is in the Bible. So for us to ignore all this in scripture is to ignore something that we need to experience God's best. So today, your pastor wants to encourage you to practice all your faith. I'm not telling you be spooky. I'm just saying be spiritual. I'm not saying you got to walk at people, point at them, and call, call them devils. But I'm saying when you are praying over your family, bind him. I bind it. I bind the work you're doing in my family's mind. I, I, I bind that principality over my finances. I, I, I bind that low self. I bind that spirit that's causing low self-esteem and imposter syndrome and inadequacy. And I loose yes. the favor of God over my family. I loose it over my church. I, I loose it over my life. I'm blessed, not cursed. Above only, not beneath. Head, not the tail. We've got to work in both realms. God wants PhDs binding and loosing. Yes, CEOs binding and loosing. JDs binding and loosing. Entrepreneurs binding and loosing. He wants you binding in the tech industry. He wants you binding in the courtroom. He wants accountants binding and loosing. He wants us to practice all of our faith. Thank you, Jesus. I feel your presence.
in this room right now. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. I believe it's time to go to work in that realm right now. There's some things that are happening in your life, patterns you are sensing, and it is the enemy. And we restrict him now. We say you are trespassing on God's property. I'm the anointed of God, and the word says, touch not my anointed, do my servant no harm. We bind you, and we lose joy, we lose favor, we lose peace. Come on, church. Those that know how to war, go to war right here. We lose it over our homes. We lose it over this city. In the name of Jesus, we lose it over New Jersey. We lose it over Texas. We lose it over Florida. We lose it over Georgia. May the kingdom of this world become the kingdoms of our God. In the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody that knows how to call him. Call him right here. We are spooky. We're spiritual. Whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. We call you now. We call you now. We, hey, 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 we call you now. We call you now. You know, I was telling, I was telling the church earlier, I said, you know, it's one thing for a pastor to practice what they preach. It's another thing for a pastor to preach what they practice. And this is something that the Lord's been dealing with me on. I was talking to a friend of mine about this, Pastor David Jackson. Uh, and pastor, that pastor comes from a tradition. He's, his mother's a prayer warrior and he prays. And I say, you know, uh, I said, Pastor, you know, I think people think I study a lot. And they do. And I do. But I was like, whatever God has done in my life is not just because I study a lot. It's because three times a day, I pause. Mm. Yeah. And I do work in the air. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. It's in my day. Yeah. It's on my calendar. Calendar. Come on now. Yes. I want you to pay. I want you to know if there's anything you admire about your past, don't admire degrees. Degrees don't do this. Don't, don't admire vocabulary. Vocabulary don't do this. I want you to look to the God that's behind the curtain. I want you to know there's work that your pastor's doing in the air. us to do that work I love you but I believe God is charging you and me close the gates close the gates gates are open because we're not doing work in that realm and I'm telling you I heard one writer put it this way we're about to go when the devil can't make you bad he make you busy And I'm telling you, doing work on the ground alone is not enough work. I don't care how much human effort you exert, how many conversations you have. You can talk to somebody until they blew in the face. But until God gets a, a hold of their heart, they won't even be receptive to or open to your words. You've got to work in both realms. And here's my question. Are you talking to God about them more than you're talking about them? 
I felt that one. Yes, Lord. Come on now. Come on. We pray prayers of authority. Yes. We pray prayers of supplication, intercession, thanksgiving. But we practice all of our faith. In the name of Jesus. You received this word today. Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Clap them in the house. Drop some fire in the chat. Come on. Well, listen, we, we, we're getting ready to go. I want to pray a, I want to pray a benediction over you. And I want this, I want this church family. Uh, you know, I learned this, this is so funny, y'all. People are people. Uh, not y'all at this location, because by the time this start, this 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 room be full. But I'm saying generally speaking, typically at church, people kind of come late and then leave early. Watch this. <laughs> people do it in the building and online. I'm like, how you late to online? How you late to online? <laughs> 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 but then people leave early. Jesus. Not realizing, I just think it's so much, and God's been dealing with me on this, guys. We have a multi a multi-generational church. Right? Multi-generational, we got multiple cultures. And so it's important for us to recognize the value in all of it. Yeah. Because everybody brings something to the congregation that enriches it spiritually. And I want to make sure our generation doesn't throw away some of these things in the previous generation that helped them survive stuff yeah. most of us can live through. We have the life some of them dreamed about and we've fallen apart emotionally. Your grandmother had a fourth of what you had and was happier. Because the stuff doesn't make you happy. She had a house falling apart, walking around and cooking and singing. <laughs> Yee, glory to glory God. God. Singing the goodness of God. Am I making sense? So there are things we shouldn't throw away. Yeah. And they taught me in church, don't you leave Darius before that benediction. I know sometimes people have to go. I'm not talking about yeah, that. But you, don't you leave before that benediction. Yeah, you got to get that benediction. That's right. That's your covering. I'm not judging you. But they knew the benediction meant final blessing. Yes, 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 yes. They knew somebody needs to pray a circle around you before you get in that car and go back home. So I'm, I'm going to pray this. this I want to pray a benediction over you. And when I pray this each week, I want you to receive it. Yes, yes. Just every, even though I'm praying the same thing, I want you to, I want you to receive it. Like, yeah, Lord, that's for me. I want that. I, I receive that by faith. Amen. Hey, guys, let's put that lower third up for, for our giving. Um, those of you in this room, those of you that are online, I don't want to just practice what I preach. I want to do that. I want to preach what I practice. And I'm telling you right now, since I was 19, 20 years old, I've taken the first 10% of everything God's given yes. me and given it to the house of God. I remember when me and my wife had nothing. That woman, I remember, and I was pre I wasn't passing and I was preaching. We were sitting in church and she's getting right and tired. I said, what you doing? But she sold. And then I'm not even gonna bother that. I was the preacher. Mm. 
I was the preacher. So, which means your title don't mean maturity. Whoa. She said, no, no, no. God's word is true or is it? Kingdom first. And all these things will be added. Yes. My first son, Seth, wick, government milk. But the first tenth, I remember my first internship, I got $75 a week. I had a family. I'm in Mississippi. And every Sunday, $7.50. And I needed that. In over 20 years, I've watched God open doors. I've watched them open doors. I've watched them send deals. I've watched them give me business ideas. I've watched them rain on the business. I've watched them work miracles in my life, breaking generational curses, setting family free, setting up. I've watched God. And so we are not trying to get something from you. We are trying to get you to believe God in this area and make a commitment. The first tenth belongs to you. And all these things will be added unto me. Lord, bless businesses right now. I feel that. Bless people that are pregnant with business ideas. Yes, Lord. Oh, y'all better receive this. I say, bless people that are pregnant with business ideas. Make it rain on their minds. Give them witty inventions. Give them ideas out of nowhere that will serve others and produce a stream of income yes, for them yes. so that they can serve the kingdom and set their family free. pray this anointing is on this house, it's on my life and I just thank you for that let me pray this benediction over you thank you Jesus Father bless them keep them cause your face of favor to shine upon them be gracious to them protect them, provide for them, and above all else, grant them peace. This is my prayer for your life. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you. See you Easter weekend. Oh, good morning. Let me cut this down. The Lord is my rock. Let me cut this down. How y'all doing? How y'all doing, blessed people? How y'all doing? Yeah, it is a glorious morning. Yes, it is. The sun is shining over here. 
And um, I don't know, I might even go on a boardwalk later on, but I have to finish doing up a little bit more tasking, um, get some stuff in order to start the week off. And I'm telling you guys, it has been a phenomenal week. I mean, some challenges popped up and God really revealed himself. And uh, one thing I got to say is, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm grateful that he is always making a way for Dr. D. Oh, yes, he is. And he wants the best for me. And guess what? He wants the best for you. But you know what I did? Not only learn, but the daddy had to chastise me. Oh, yeah, I got a whipping. Yes, I had a little whipping from Papa. And um, I had to say, ouch, because I didn't realize that I was in a certain mindset um, to the point where I did not acknowledge where God was taking me. And I found through that experience, you know, Daddy told me, he said, see, this is where my children are. We, we marinate and we hold fast to the old so long that when he brings something new, we don't know how to let go. That's why he tells us, forget those things that are behind you. Press forward towards the mark for the prize of a high calling. And with that high calling, you're going to be in certain situations, a higher level of, of, uh, of uh, atmosphere, a higher level being in the presence of other individuals that you didn't find yourself that, hey, what am I doing here? Sitting at the table in a boardroom with CEOs that you know, whoa, this is serious. Be able to write letters and make an impact to the general manager and the regional manager have to come down and speak with you. Come on, Holy Ghost. So I'm just saying that when daddy told me, he said, daughter, I'm trying to bring you to a new level. You still holding on to the old. Yeah, that was a manifestation of my glory in your life. Yeah, I bless you with that. But I got something else for you now. I was like, oh, look, let me go get my coffee. I'm, I'm, <clears throat> Cause I've been in here shouting and praising and worshiping. I just finished um, listening to church, you know, and my, 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 my daddy got some goodies, some nuggets for us uh, in the midst of all the other things that we have to deal with. Daddy got some good things for us, y'all. And so uh, when he, he told me, he said, you holding on to the old and I'm trying to give you something brand new. Y'all hear me? Brand new. The Lord bless me. Brand new. How you say? New car smell? I got the new car smell, y'all. That's right. I got the new car smell. Brand new. 2022. He said, daughter, I'm only doing what you prophesied. He said, yeah, I have to fulfill the word. So the word was fulfilled, but yet it still was moving on to the next, to the next. Don't stay back there, y'all. Come on. If God didn't bless you and answer a prayer that you didn't pray for weeks and days and months and years, and you finally got it, and then all of a sudden, the enemy is going to come and make it seem like that wasn't God. You better start praising God because guess what? He got something new for you. 
He got something new for you. Come on. Don't hold on to that. Sometimes we'll stay in situations and God telling you to run. Forget about that. Let it go. And you're still trying to hold on to it. And you're miserable. You have no peace. No joy. Nothing but chaos. And you're trying to mount on to something that you know you're not even there yet. But you're trying to please other people. Trying to present yourself something that you're not. You're not. You're not there. But Father God is taking you step by step. He's ordering your steps. How he wants you to walk. Oh, come on, Holy Ghost. But no, we still want to do things our way. We still feel that, hey, I got control of this, Lord. This is what I want. I want it. They're going to do something about it. And I ain't selling it for nothing else. Oh, so you rather sell for chaos? You rather sell for you settling for less? You rather settle for for uh, manipulation? You gonna settle? You gonna settle for that deception? You gonna settle for all that? You gonna settle for heartaches and pains where you already see they can't provide the additional transportation for you, and you squawking and fussing and and crying? Lord, have mercy. Help me, Lord. I was literally crying. And even with that, the Lord rebuked me. He said, yeah, you made that your idol. The manifestation, you made an idol. I said, I ain't made nothing. He said, well, why are you grieving over? Your spirit is grief. Why are you sad? Why are you crying? I'm like, uh, I don't know. Um... They did me wrong. You know, you start trying to, they did this. It was supposed to be this and this supposed to be that. He said, okay, yeah, you're right. He said, but now I'm, I'm, I'm making them rectify for you. Y'all, let me tell y'all. We at a point with daddy that the enemy going to come and try to, he going to come and size angles. He going to try it. He going to do it. He going to come and side, side, side swipe you. And make you shake your head and say, wait a minute, did I mess up? No, you didn't mess up. God just trying to get you to another spot. He trying to get you on that other brick road. He trying to make you make that other step. And making the other step, you may have to let go what you had. Let go the old, press forward. For all things becoming new. I'm trying to give you something new and fresh. And anointed and powerful. And not not stuck on, you know, I, I was hearing um, a rundown on some people with some accolades. And I'm like, oh, and, the, and the, the person that was reading it was so excited, you know, because the persons that was being um, declared... You know, they had all these alphabet behind their name. And I'm sitting here like, whoa, but I know the other side. Because, see, I have, uh, and nobody don't know, I do have a Nicodemus ministry. <laughs> yeah, I have a Nicodemus ministry, you know. And um, these folks, these people here, you know, they like to come 
come by at night, you know, by DM, text, telephone. They come through my 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 uh, contact page on my website, and I pray over them. But then I shake my head. I'm like, oh my goodness, you don't want to be seen with me out in the open or know that you are connected with me out in the open but you'll come to me by night because you have to keep up a, a, a reputation right right that's what that's what Nicodemus did and his heart his heart was open was ready to be with the Lord but that status quo man man we can't be making that status quo to our God God allow us to get the degrees and be put in position for such a time as this. I heard this one judge say this one time. I forgot this judge's name. He, she was on Oprah, Oprah Winfrey. And I think Oprah had asked her what was the most important part of her job that she feel that she is responsible for. And it stuck with me. And she said, well, only thing I can think of that God did not put me as a judge to be the judge. Whoa. I was like, well, where's she, where's she going with this? She said, I believe that God put me as a judge to use my power to help people, to give them a second chance. The law said this, but we can put them over here to get rehabilitated. The law say, yeah, they're supposed to be in jail for life. But look at the track record. This was one incident. Let's see if we can help this individual. Let's not steal his life. He, she said, I believe that if God put anybody in power, it's for you to do good and not use it and do bad. And I believe that's the same way it is with the body of Christ. God give us the abilities, you guys, to do good with the anointing and with our gifts and talents that he has given unto us. And it's for us when to take that opportunity and be a blessing. And no, everything is not always to be about a dollar. And I can honestly say that because I have done a lot of work without a dollar. Yes, I have done a lot of work, and I've done it well. I've, I've done so much work in excellence for people and didn't get paid a dime, didn't even get acknowledged, didn't even remember, like, on the story of Joseph. They, they, they forgot about him. And to the, to the baker, something had happened in the kingdom. He said, oh, I know somebody almost what, two, three years later. Well, at least they remembered. They remembered him. And I know that that's how it's going to be. Don't even expect it. I just know one thing, that God has put me in a place. He's putting me in places to be a blessing to individuals. And whatever I find my hands to do, I'm going to do it with all my might unto the glory of God. El deny because where I'm at right now, y'all, I refuse to allow the enemy to think that he's gonna steal God's glory off my life. 
So I'm going to check myself all the time. Now I'm going to be stern. Of course. Line upon line, precept upon precept. But we're going to do things decently and in order. And I make everything plain. Plain. I present everything plain. I give timely results at the time of service. So you don't have to, like, oh, I didn't know. You know, sometimes I get that. Well, I didn't know that I had to pay for that. Yes, you did. Because I told you. Don't get amnesia on me. And even with that, if it becomes a matter of circumstance, I know how to dust my feet and keep it moving and release it to daddy. But see, a lot of people don't understand. I walk into I walk in the anointing that God has given me to do what I do. So I really don't like to tell people, have mercy upon you. Because now I'm out of it. It's between you and God. And people feel like, oh, but I got God on my side. Do you really? Are you really serving Yahshua? Because if you're really serving Yahshua, you'll strive to be in excellence in everything that you do because you're representing Yahshua, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So all I have to say is at this point of time, I take the, ch- the chastisement. I take the rebuke because God will chastise those that he loves. And so these type of chastisements is awesome chastisement because God is saying, daughter, let that go. Yeah, we did it. You got it. It came to pass. You documented. And guess what? This is documenting it too. Because you did say everything new in 2022. Guess what? This is the beginning, daughter. Whoa. And I told you, debt free. So I'm smiling. I'm rejoicing. It ain't have to be no big bang, shame me man, or all that. I'm doing what I need to do. Why? Because I bless folks. I support individuals. I don't just show up. I give with my money. And anybody that hear me underneath the sound of my voice, if I participated in anything that you had, you can never say, oh, Dr. D, man, she just... She just do what she wants. She don't even serve. She don't even give. She nah, No, they're going to say, oh, no, she give. Oh, no, she participate. And if she can't come, she's going to bless somebody. That's my reputation. So I don't even get caught up into all of that. Oh, why is so-and-so not here? Why you running about it? Because you can show up at everything and still don't even support. And the support is the financial support, you guys. You still need the financial support. And every amount counts. Every amount counts. So I trust in Jehovah Jireh because he provides for everything that needs to be done. And because of that, as I continue to pray in a sin, I'm making sure this flesh descend. And it comes up, man. Whoo, the couple of days it comes up. And I got to put that flesh underneath subjection. He going to come, y'all. What you going to do? You have to trust in the Holy Ghost. 
So that's all I have to share that, hey, let go. Let go to old. Some of y'all in some, some relationships, and sorry to say, we didn't got married to individuals that you know for a fact you thought it was good, but now it's like, what in the world is happening? You have no peace. You have no joy. You're struggling. You're trying to be more than what you're supposed to be to appease a person that really don't even care about you. Your own jobs that just just talking to you any kind of way, handling you, cursing you out on social media. Oh, no, nah, we're not going. No, we're not doing that. We got to start cutting, cutting, the, cutting the cards, you guys. We got to let it go. Let go the old so God can. And then you know what's the thing that he got me with? He presented the new right before me. And I'm like, well, no. I, I like, I wanted that one. Oh, so you want something that's going to break, keep breaking down on you? But, but, but God, we got that. Y'all, come on. You have idolized a manifestation at a particular time that is over with. It's time for the next manifestation. In the next, in the next, in the next. The Lord say, don't get stuck on one manifestation. Don't make it your God. Because you're going from faith to faith, glory to glory. You build upon the manifestation. But don't get stuck there. If I say, let it go, let it go. I got something else for you. I don't care if you got it yesterday. And the Lord said, okay, here we go. He said, I'm moving swift on this one. I got I got some prayers that got to be answered. Come on, Holy Ghost. I got some promises that got to be fulfilled. Come on, Holy Ghost. He said, but my people so stuck on the old, they faith not even expecting the new. Whoa. We have been stuck in survival mode or take what we get mode or in the permissive, the permissive um, mode instead of the perfect will how do you say the permissive will of God instead of the perfect will of God? I want to be in the perfect will of God, you guys. The blessings of the Lord make it sorrow and add no. The blessings of the Lord make it rich, make it enhance, make it uh, attractive, and add no sorrow to it. Now I'm in the new. I'm driving the new, but I'm feeling sorry. Why? Yuck. Because I'm grieving because I had to let go to old. Lord have mercy. That's a, that's a, that's a service. That's a message on its own. A lot of you guys out there, you're, you're in the new. Come on now. You're in the new. But you're still not at peace. You're still sorrowful. You're still grieving because of what you lost, what you thought you had. No, I called it trash. And even with that, the Lord rebuked me. He said, I didn't say trash, daughter. I just say, oh, <laughs> you say trash. So as a man think it, so is he. So that's how you thought it. And you still want to hold on to it? That was even worse, y'all. I was like, oh, daddy, you just slapped me all over. <laughs> oh, child. 
Daddy just was slapping me. He was whipping me. He had that belt, baby. He had that belt. I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, my. Ah, okay, 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 Lord. I got it. I got it. Do you have it? Yes, yes, Lord. Yes. Hey, I got it. Alrighty then. Oh, my goodness. Man, I ain't got a whipping from my papa in a while. Lord, have mercy. I was like, all right, all right. He said, yeah, I need to share that with my people, too. Because there are a lot of them stuck. A lot of them stuck. I'm trying to give them something new. They're holding on to the old. Or they're in the new and they're still grieving about the past. Whoa. Let that, let that go. Think about it. And sometimes it is a challenge. Sometimes it is hard. It's hurtful. It's painful. But God said, don't get stuck there. Why are you stuck there? Come on, why are you stuck there? Why are you stuck there? We got to do better, y'all. God is doing some magnificent things. We got to come to the point in our life to let go and let God do what he has to do in our lives. We preaching it. We want to testify about it. But do you really believe what you're saying? Are you really... Are you really believing what you're, what you're standing on the word for? And I, I just, I think the Holy Ghost, I just think the Holy Ghost. I'll be going on 60 years old, y'all. In a couple of more years, I'll be going on 60 years old. Can you believe that? And I'm still here. So since I'm still here, I'm going to do whatever I'm supposed to be doing. For the glory of the Lord. To be able to help somebody have a better life. Yes. Okay. What's my reminder? See, I got to put my eye drops in. And upon that note, I'm about to go. So I'm going to holler at y'all later. Y'all have a glorious, wonderful day today. May the blessing of the Lord keep you, protect your family. bless you in your goings and your comings your fields will be enriched your financials will will multiply and as you give unto the father he will give back to you press down shaking together running over will men that God will use men or women he will use them to be a blessing to you and you be grateful and know that you will not trust in your own understanding but you will trust in the Lord. You allow Him to lead you in a path of, the path of righteousness for His name's sake. Remember, everything that we do is for His name's sake. Whatever we put our hands to is for His name's sake. Whatever business we are in is for His name's sake. Whatever ministry or you have an assignment for is for His name's sake. And only for His name's sake that is going to last. Only what we do for Christ. Yahshua HaMashiach. The Messiah. Only what we do for Him will last. It don't matter what industry you are in. God must get the glory out of it. Because as you see, the world has lost its fragrance. The world has lost the foundation of this whole nation was based on the principles of a godly 
acknowledgement. And now it's only a figure of speech because we are not respecting and honoring individuals that have paved the way, even though the word, the same word that they have people put their hands on and say, Your Honor, I'll tell the truth, nothing but the truth, you know, so help you God, your hand on the Bible. But in that Bible, I don't believe that the judges, that you know what, I believe the judges should go through Bible school. Because why would you have, that's a whole nother subject, huh? <laughs> why would you have people put their hand on the Bible, but yet, in that courtroom, ain't nobody abiding what that Bible say. So why is it there? It just shows you there's just demonstrating just a procedure. They're not really uh, respecting the power. They're not respecting the power therein. The power therein is the Almighty Yah. El Danai, El Shaddai, Elohim. He comes by many names. Jehovah Yahweh. Come on. Come on, y'all. We got to rise up out of our slumber and go forth in the power of the Lord, knowing that all these battles out here is not ours. It's the Lord. He has already went before us to fight these battles. We already have won. We just have to follow the instructions. To whatever area that he has sent us down, whatever path that he has sent us down, we walk that path. We walk that path, y'all. And we don't do no no shortcuts. Like I've done some shortcuts and shortcuts just made it worse. And then it took more time to get out the shortcut to get back on the right road. Lord have mercy. And try to take some shortcuts in life and cost you almost your life, seven years of your life. Jesus, I done, baby, look, let me tell y'all, I ain't gonna even go down that road no more. I'm just trying to help somebody. If, if, if the young people of today in the last generation would take, would have taken heed to the elders and not be so, oh, that's, y'all used to do that back then, nah, nah, nah. Now it's just all over the place. I believe that our nation, this globally, our our world would be in a better place if we would have just stayed the course. And it may not seem right, it may not sound right, but my children right now, I can literally say my children thank me. They didn't understand, but they say, wow, we understand now, ma. You ain't let us go nowhere until we was a certain age and even with that we had a time frame yes and i need to know who you with i need their phone number and i need to call their parents that's right i want to know who these folks are because my child ain't going to nobody's house and then two what they ain't come home then the next day nobody don't know what happened and then a week a month later my child in the back of a damn truck excuse my language but my child is dead in the back of a trunk of a car in a whole nother state what the what wait a minute wait 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 wait. what happened y'all was together so what happened here what happened to my child so no so i stopped that y'all my children didn't even go by my family member's house Hello? I didn't play that. 
because I saw how things was going. I always made a vow to myself, and really not good to make a vow to yourself, but I did. And I said, well, if I ever start having children, I'm going to take care of my own children. I don't care if the man stay with me or not. I'm going to take care of my children. I'm not leaving my children on nobody. Nobody ain't watching my children. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Even if I have to work, my children going to be with me. And sure enough, God blessed me with jobs where my children was with me on my job. That's right. Ask them. Well, can I go by so-and-so? No. Why? Because so-and-so going to be... I don't care who going to be at the house. You ain't going. But we going to be together. So, sorry, you ain't going. You ain't old enough yet. Now, I did. What? 13, 14 years old? No, I'm not going nowhere. All right, y'all. I'm out. God bless you. I love you. Remember, you can always go to redeembytheblood.org. Um, we have some awesome, awesome um, programs. We have the Domestic Violence Prevention and Educational Program. We have the Colorectal Awareness um, Program. We just came out of Colorectal Cancer Month. I had a whole, I just did my whole testimony on the Boom Factor Radio. You can go over there to our sister station, the Boom Factor Radio. You can find boom factor radio and in safe zone broadcast on any of the digital platforms um, to listen to past um, episodes on uh, any subjects that you may need help with i've spoken on most of them i probably didn't catch all of them but anything that was dealing with your life it's just simple life applications and the things that people go through in life and how to deal with them how can you dr d how can you deal with life with the bible how do god help you be patient and go through certain stuff and i have shared it on the boom factor show you just go to boom factor go in the search and just type in what you're looking for most of the time uh i share things on testimony tuesday word up wednesday or open mic communication on Saturdays. Now, you can put the name, like if you're looking for the colorectal cancer, just put colorectal cancer and everything should pop up on that feed about that. I'm just giving you an example how you can find some subjects. If you're looking for, you know, um, guidance or um, prayers or um, whatever you're looking for, you can type it in the search. It, something going to come up or it's going to lead to something else. All right? Uh, I'm going to structure the programs more uh, consistent. Starting in July, I am I will be transitioning to a whole nother uh, digital platform. I'm still working on that. We have a lot of updates coming up. Okay? And uh, I'm excited. I'm grateful for you guys taking the time out listening to Dr. D. Uh, I am the manager, executive manager, manager of executive managing member of uh, of Urban Management Group. I'm tired, y'all, and I need to go get me some coffee. Uh, you can go over to the YouTube channel and subscribe to that channel. If you have any interest in doing business, trying to understand taxes. Uh, funding for your business, how to start a business, how to structure your hustle. Um, that book is coming out by December, how to structure your uh, hustle as part of It's Time to Strike Goals 
uh, series that I do quarterly for the business. Um, we're going to have a nice outing in July. I'm going to put that, di- that date out where we're going to be celebrating 10 years, you guys. 10 years. Whoa, 10 years. And I never had a nice celebration. So we're going to have a nice celebration. We're still in the pandemic, you guys. Even though everybody look like they just going back to their regular life. But we're still in the pandemic. They still have certain protocols and certain establishments. And so I'm striving to see how can I have at least 50 people or less in a space that everybody be safe. You know what I'm saying? And we'll have some some air filters to have the air clear. And I'm going to take care of you. Anybody that know of me and I've been in my events, they know, ooh, that girl, she do some events and she has some food. <laughs> you know, and so that's how that's going to be. So with that said, I love you all. I appreciate all the prayers. And I want y'all to hang in there. All right. And remember, hey, it's time to get the new. All right, you have been battling for years. Let go the old, and it's time to get the new. All right, let go, let go stuff that is like whoa. Let it go, let it go, y'all. You gotta let it go. Thank God for it at that time, but now you had a whole nother. You had a new day. Every day is a new day. The Lord was telling me. Every day is a new day to see His miracles. Every day is a new day to see His manifestation in your life. So you can't just get stuck on one manifestation. That manifestation is for you to build upon and go to the next stage. Don't get stuck. Don't get grieved. Let it go. And a lot of people miss the opportunity to be a blessing to people because they want to hold on to it because it's a material thing. And God trying to get something else. I got a whole bunch of testimonies on that. On how God God told people to give me calls and stuff, and they just hold on to it, or they give it to me and they they switch it up, you know, and give me an old one that caused me more trouble, or they took it back, and then it's just a whole lot of stuff, y'all, that I can share. That whoa, people, it's just stuff. It's just a thing. And if Father say do it, do it. If he say, don't do it, don't do it then. Who are you trying to impress? You can't impress me. Because I'm going to just look at you. I'm a, you know, you don't just be doing stuff. Because when people be doing I say, you better make sure, you know, did the Lord tell you to do that? Did the Lord tell you to give me that? Did the Lord tell you to do that? Okay, because you're not supposed to be looking for nothing in return. If God told you to do that for that particular time and season... That's what it's for. And then it's, that's over with. That's gone. Now we are in a, we're in a whole nother state. You see? And that's where God have us. All right? Okay, I love you guys. Y'all be blessed. Hmm. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Later. <laughs>
That in many ways is a gift from God. Now, what you do with that gift is your act of worship. And so I'm, I'm equally, if not more impressed by somebody who takes two talents and turns it into four as somebody who takes five and turns it into 10. It's just amazing. As you, how, many, how many know that's true? That, that the, sometimes the most impressive people that, that you, you, don't, you don't even notice them at first. Yeah, so that's who Ruth is in this passage. And verse two, I will not stop after every single one and talk that much, I promise you. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favor. I just want to pick up grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favor. And one note I wrote was, don't be too picky about who God can bless you through. Whoa! Come on. Don't be too picky about who God can bless you through. All right, that's good. Because we get too picky. We forget God is our provider. Mm. Whoever he chooses to use in whatever yeah. season, that's good yeah. with me. Yeah. Right? I don't care if the, if the door dasher has blonde hair and blue eyes. I just want to know, did you get in the bag what I'm supposed to have to eat? And some of us want to treat God's will like a la carte. Mm. Like, I want this and I want that, but not that. But I know this comes with that, but I don't want that. God, can you customize my calling to be meaningful and convenient? Verse 2b. <laughs> Naomi said to her, go ahead, my daughter. So she went out entered a field and began to glean behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz. The narrator is winking at us. As it turned out, just so happened that the field belonged to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. Just then, wink, wink, Boaz arrived. Coincidental. From Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters, the Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they answered. Boaz asked the overseer, of his harvesters. Who is that? Who does that young woman belong to? And the overseer replied, she's the Moabite who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She came into the field and has remained here from morning till now, except for a short rest in the shelter. So Boaz said to Ruth, my daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field. Imagine how shocked Ruth was when the man who owned the field spoke to her. Mm. She must have been absolute, she must have been scared that there's something wrong. Are you about to kick me out? Please, I promise, I promise I won't, I won't take too much grain. Just let me glean behind the harvesters. But he called her daughter. Mm. Doesn't even know her name. Mm. But he speaks to her with affection. Mm. Must have shocked her. Must have blown her mind. Stay with the women who work for me. Watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along after the women. I have told the men not to lay a hand on you. And whenever you are thirsty, go get a drink from the water jars the men have filled. At this, she bowed down with her face to the ground. And she asked him, why have I found such favor in your eyes that you notice me, a foreigner? And Boaz replied, I've been told all about what you have done. For your mother-in-law, since the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother in your homeland and came to live with a people you did not know before, may the Lord repay you. May the Lord repay you for what you've done. I hear the Spirit saying to somebody, it's payback time. 
You thought nobody saw the sacrifices you made. You thought nobody saw the, the treasure that you invested into yeah. the kingdom of God. Yeah. You, you thought nobody heard your cry, but God saved your tears in a jar and it's payback time. Hallelujah. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. May I continue to find favor in your eyes, my Lord, she said. You have put me at ease by speaking kindly to your servant, though I do not have the standing of one of your servants. She can't believe it. At mealtime, now it gets crazier, it gets crazier. At mealtime, Boaz said to her, come over here, have some bread and dip it in the wine vinegar. I mean, she's just coming to survive. And now she's invited to lunch. And watch what happens next. When she sat down with the harvesters, huh? She's sitting down with the same harvesters that she needed permission to even stand behind. Come on now. Just a few hours Come ago. Come on now. God can do amazing Come things quickly in your life. Yes. Quickly in your life. Yes. Suddenly in your yes. life. Come on, her some roasted grain. You don't even have to cook it, girl. Come I'll on. roast it for you and dip it in this vinegar. She ate all she wanted and had some left over. Wow. She got up to glean. Boaz gave orders to his men. Let her gather among the sheaves and don't reprimand her. Even pull out some stalks for her from the bundles and leave them for her to pick up and don't rebuke her. Mm. Whoa. Spill some extra for her. Mm. So Ruth gleaned in the field until evening. Then she threshed the barley she had gathered. And it amounted to about an ephah. She carried it back to town and her mother-in-law saw how much she had gathered. Oh my God. Ruth also brought out and gave her what she had left over after she had eaten enough. Her mother-in-law asked her, where did you glean today? Where did you work? This is ridiculous. <laughs> Blessed be the man who took notice of you. Then Ruth told her mother-in-law about the one at whose place she had been working. And she keeps her in suspense. The name of the man I worked with today is Boaz, she said. Verse 20, and I'll quit. The Lord bless him, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law. He has not stopped. I can't believe he's still showing his kindness to the living and the dead. And she added, what you didn't know, Ruth, that man is our close relative. He is one of our guardian redeemers. Woo! Here's what the Lord told me to preach to you today. He told me to preach to you and call the message blown away. Glory. Woo. Oh, Woo. blown away. Yes, yes. Blown Glory. Away. Glory. Blown away. Do it, God, in Jesus' name. Do it, God, in Jesus' name. Blown away. Do it, God, in Jesus' name. Blown away. Do it, God. Do it. You know what the hardest thing for us reading the book of Ruth is? We read it wrong. Yeah, yeah. Not only do we not understand the context of this little book wedged between the book of Judges and the book of 1 Samuel, which only serves in the broader schemata of scripture as a bridge between the time of the Judges 
mm. in the time of the kings. Ooh, as an apologetic, almost to let the nation of Israel know that David has the right to the throne. Whoa. Because see, Ruth would be the great, 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 great grandmother, grandmother of King of David. David. Come on now. But I want to step out on a limb theologically and speculate for a moment. I know it's dangerous and they might clip this and put it on a social media blog or something, but I'm gonna speculate for a moment. Just a speculation that I don't think Ruth read Ruth chapter two, verse 20. It's just a speculation. I don't think Ruth knew, you know, hey Ruth, it's gonna be all right. I know you're hungry. I know you're heartbroken because you lost your husband. But just turn to the book of you, chapter 4. The book of you. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. The book of you. Come on. She would be shocked most of all to know that there would be a Bible book bearing her name. Yes, Lord. Because she's a Moabite. Yeah. Come on. Yahweh wasn't even her God when her story started. Her background and ancestry suggested nothing that she would be a part of the lineage of our Savior, Jesus, Jesus Christ. So we read the book of Ruth through the lens of our knowledge, but she had to live the book of Ruth through the pain of her present situation. Whoa. And the challenge is that I have to live my own scriptures out, yeah. not knowing what's in Ruth chapter, like you never read the book of you, you. chapter two. Wow. So when her husband Malon dies in chapter one, she doesn't even know there is a chapter two. Now, if she knew about chapter two, perhaps chapter one wouldn't have hurt so much. Yeah, yeah. You don't get to read the book of you chapter two. You don't get to know that it won't hurt like this forever. You don't get to read the part of the scripture where you flip to the back of the thing and Joseph all the way in Genesis 50 says, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. We get to shout over now what he had to doubt about then. Did Whoa. he really know it would turn out this way? Whoa. And so invariably when Holly and I speak to people about dating or marriage, which I don't do it too much. The reason for it is I feel like most of what I did right in marriage was in the selection process. <laughs> I'm like, just pray, pray that, I mean, because if you were married to Holly, you would probably do pretty good too. She is not hard to be married to. And I mean that, okay? You're like, ah, you're just sucking up so she can kiss you today after lunch and all that. And you just want to look good. No, I'm, I'm serious about it. That's really how I feel about it. But I think she kind of feels that way about me too. Say that for the cameras. <laughs> we were talking the other day. I said, I know it's hard. I know it's hard to have me for a husband sometimes. I know it's hard. And not because I'm abusive or mean or don't love you or anything like that. But I mean, like, there's so much you didn't know about me when you said you would marry me. And she says this thing um, a lot of times. She said, I love everything that there is to know about you. That makes me feel good. So I always teach, and I know it's an unusual scripture to teach about dating from Matthew 13, 44. 
to bring a New Testament verse right alongside this Old Testament story about Ruth and your current situation. In Matthew 13, 44, it says, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. Come on now. When yeah. a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy, when sold all he had and bought that treasure. No, he bought the field that the treasure, treasure was in. Was in. Come on now. Jesus said the kingdom is like that. Yes. And I would say that being married is like that. You don't just buy the shiny stuff. You don't, oh, 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 no, no. You buy the whole patch of field. Well, I'm not marrying their family. I'm marrying them. But on Christmas, <laughs> guess who you get to kick it with? Every Christmas. Everybody. The family, yo. Come on. Yeah. They'll, they'll ask Holly, how did you know that Pastor Steve, I remember one time I intern teaching, they said, how did you know that he was the one? And I was irritated that day about something. So I said, she didn't. She didn't know. She hoped. <laughs> in a moment of candor probably the interns couldn't handle that that was probably malpractice on these young hearts just thinking it's gonna you know uh, have this total Jerry Maguire moment if y'all remember that movie <laughs> I'm just imagining like Holly going I, 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 I think I think I think he's probably the one I think I think I think you know how does she know you, you don't know she hoped, and then she held herself to a standard that she would be the kind of woman that would find the man that she wanted God to bring in her life. Yeah. That's very important. Come on now. How did you know? You don't know. Ruth, how did you know when you got up that morning that you were going to be in the field of Boaz. Did you just sense it? Did you wake up that morning, Ruth, and said, I have a good feeling that today I am going to bump into my Boaz. <laughs> Ruth said, no. I just wanted to get I some meat. I was hungry. Yep, I'm hungry, yep. <laughs> it was do or die. Yeah. I had no husband. Yeah. My mother-in-law was depressed. My mother-in-law was so depressed, she started saying, call me Mara. Right. <laughs> She changed her name, name to reflect her situation. Jesus. She has a conflated identity that is informed now by her experiences. I've been thinking a lot lately about how our experiences affect our identity. Okay. Wow. wow. I've been thinking about the entanglement that happens when you can no longer know the difference between who you are Jesus. and what you've been through. Okay or who you are and where you come from. Ruth, the Moabite, was a part of the lineage of Jesus, the Messiah. That makes no sense. And Ruth knew none of it. Why are you slowing down to tell us all of this instead of just preaching the verses? Because I want you to realize that you've been reading the book of Ruth wrong as if she had some great faith and as if you have to have some great faith that knows I'm exactly where God wants me to be doing exactly what God's called me to do and this is going to turn out okay for his glory no you don't know but you just had to know right no no you don't I hoped 
Yeah. Yeah. Work. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. You had to know that Gyra was going to be nominated for a Grammy, no. right? After you wrote it. No. No. I loved it. I just loved the song. And I thought if they don't give us a Grammy for this album, they're stupid. <laughs> I did. I thought that. But I didn't know. You don't know. And in a matter of fact, in the middle of trying to process that particular album, have y'all heard the song Gyra? Yes. Yeah, after we wrote it, I loved it so much and I sent it to my friend and he didn't say anything back about it. You know who you are. <laughs> and I was hanging out with my friend and my son and me and Elijah really loved Gyra and we thought it was the greatest song and we just loved it. And I was talking to my friend and he said something about Gyra, which he never responded to on the text message. And look, I was so scared that maybe I liked it more than other people would. Because when you put something out there, you never really know if they're going to judge it or not. That goes from everything from an outfit yep. to an opportunity that you try to seize to an encouraging word that you try to give. That potential of rejection can be a really difficult thing. So I said to him, I know Jaira isn't a banger, but I like it. And afterwards, Elijah said, what was that crap about Jaira is not a banger? I thought we liked Jaira. I thought we loved Jaira. I thought we felt the presence of God in your truck when we listened to Jaira. I said, you caught me red-handed. I was so scared that he didn't like it that I brought myself down. Whoa. 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 So that he couldn't do it to me. Whoa. I did it to myself. Whoa. Whoa. Come on now. You teaching now. You had to know that song was special. Yeah. No. I knew it was special to me. And so all of these little things, do you see it in the scripture? All of these little things that whoever wrote down Ruth, wrote down way after it happened. You know that, right? Right. This is not a live feed. Right. So even when it says in verse 1, I, I, just, I love stuff like this. Even in verse 1 when it says, it was the field belonging to Boaz, that was added after. Years after. Ruth did not know Boaz was Boaz. Even after she met him, she didn't know who he was. So it, it sets me free to know that certainty is not a prerequisite for faith. Whoa. That understanding is not a prerequisite for blessing. That knowing, because, okay, let me do a poll. How many of you believe, this is for online too, okay? You can participate in the chat. How many of you believe God is guiding your life. Raise your hand. Yes. Yes. How many of you believe that from time to time you get off track? Yes. Yes. How can both be true? Whoa. If God is guiding your life and he's good at what he does, Come on. how can you be better than God at your job disobeying? Because okay. that is what you do. Okay, yeah. Because the Bible says we all like sheep have gone astray. Right, yeah. Because sheep are bad at following directions. <laughs> Y'all like that? <laughs> but, but the question really is, God is guiding my life. Yes, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge your, to him and he will direct your paths. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. All these scriptures that I love. I love those verses. I need God to lead me. I need God to lead me. I need God. What else am I going to let lead me? My feelings? My friends? Sometimes I think they're dumber than I am. I love them. 
but they're just as dumb as I am, if not dumber. I can't follow them. I'm sorry. I can't follow another frail human. I need the Lord to lead me. But the question I have, deep beneath the veneer of that verbalization of a theological belief that God is leading me, is how detailed will he be? How involved will he get? Right? When you say God leads me, some people say that. In fact, from a scale of one to 10, how much do you believe God is leading your life? Where would you fall on a scale of one to 10? How much would you believe it? So watch out for the people who shout 10 real quick because they think God speaks to them about everything. Everything. They put God in stuff that I don't think God cares about very much. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, they really do. They just put God in the craziest stuff. And the Lord told me to wear pink. But pink does not look good on your skin tone. That wasn't the Lord. <laughs> Be careful. When people say 10 like that, it's just a sign they're overcompensating a little bit. Because probably if they're saying 10, they don't want to have to make decisions. Oh, I believe the Lord is leading me. And, uh, you know, that's why I've been fired four times in the last 18 months. the Lord was leading you to another place to get fired from because you're irresponsible? That's what it was? Oh, it was the Lord that made you late to work. 14 times. That was the Lord? How much can I trust God to lead me? You know what I'm saying? Like, will he step in? You know, like Jonah? Will he send a fish to spit me out in Nineveh? Maybe. Will he send a wind? If I'm trying to go to Tarshish, and I'm supposed to be in Nineveh? Maybe he did that in the scripture sometime. Will he completely redirect me? Is God like a GPS who will reroute me with a polite British accent? What, what does he sound like? Well, how does God lead me? Now remember, in the book of Ruth, we started with eight main characters. And now, we're down to four. We started with a man named Elimelech, he died 10 years ago in Moab during the famine at the very beginning of the relocation of the family. We started with his sons, Kilion and Malon. They're dead too. All we're left with now is Ruth and Naomi, and there is no record of whether or not they even like each other. There is no record, and I guarantee you, both of them would have rather had Malon back than to have to live with each other. Naomi's son, Ruth's husband, but now they're making do with what's left. And the tension of the text is that God is doing something that will result in a king named David and a king named Jesus. And they don't get to read that part. And you don't get to read that part. 
And that's why it's not easy for you to raise kids. And that's why other people who have sent their kids far, far away and only have to see them three times a year can tell you how to raise your kids because they got to read the last sentence of the book where the kids left the house. But yours are still here. You don't get to read how it is. You don't get to know how it ends. You don't get to know is this the end. You don't get to know is my best behind me. You don't get to know any of that. You have to live in the tension. That's hard to do. And yet there is this note of grace. It's almost implied that Naomi and Ruth are walking along together back in Bethlehem. Ruth away from everything that she knew. You know the God Chemosh that she grew up serving? demanded human sacrifices according to their mindset. And now she's learning how to worship a God that she's only heard about through the lens of Naomi, who is bitter about what God has allowed to happen in her life. Jesus, Jesus. And she just makes a decision one day in the scripture. I love this scripture. It, it really got my attention to know that the Bible doesn't say the Lord led Ruth to the field. It just says she went to work. Now, if you are not a 10 person, the Lord is leading me every step I take, every breath I take. What's the song? Every step you take. So creepy. It's like such a stalker song. If you're not a 10 on that, it's okay. If you want to believe that the Lord is leading me, but it doesn't feel like it or seem like it right now. Ooh, 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 ooh. If you want to believe that the Lord is leading you, but you know it's your own stupidity that got you in the storm to begin with. Right. If you are somewhere in the six, I think God is leading me here. I, I think I'm going to go out today and I'm going to see if I can glean in a field. That's all Ruth said. And that's what we talked about last week. Were you here last week when Ruth was going through the field? It was so powerful. She had to look for what other people left behind. When the reapers would go through the field, they had to leave what they dropped for the foreigners, for the widows, for the people who couldn't have their own field. And so Ruth is just gleaning behind them. And we talked about how sometimes in our life we, we need to learn to glean in our own field in our own life, in our own situation, to be able to say, you know what? I walked my own body into church today. Somebody else didn't do that. They would love to have walked into church today. And I did. That's gleaning. That's when you're like, but my back hurts and my hips out of socket and I got these bills. But I walked into church today and somebody else is in a wheelchair. And while that doesn't mean I'm better than them, I have got to learn to go through my own field and glean things. You you gotta do it for yourself. Nobody is gonna do this for you. You will never reach a moment in time where you go, I've arrived, God is good, and I'm blessed and highly favored. That is a statement of faith you have to make. You have to make it daily. Somebody shout, I'm blessed. You call that a shout. 
Let me tell you something. A lot of people died because they couldn't breathe in the last two years. And I told you to shout, I'm blessed. And the Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Now breathe deep and say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. That's how you breathe. And that's what you got to do to the devil. Not only when I tell you to do it. But you got to shout. Now, I'm crazy because I'll be sitting there having a panic attack almost. And I'll just start shouting, I have peace. That's right. I'm not sure who I'm trying to convince. But watch, I'm trying to glean peace. Glean doesn't mean it just pops up. Ruth didn't wake up and pray for bread. Ruth didn't wake up and pray for kernels. Ruth didn't pray for seeds. She went in a strange field to find it. Are you in a strange field? Mm. Trying to figure out, what am I doing? And nobody knows that you don't know what you're doing either. <laughs> they got you making budgets for the department. And if they saw your bank account, oh my God, oh my. Show me in the scripture where Ruth went to Gleaning University. She had to do it. You have to do it. Some of you won't rejoice over simple stuff Come on. because you haven't been low enough yet. Whoa! You haven't been low enough Come yet. Come on. Come on. You don't know how, how good sunshine feels. Come on. Because you haven't been closed up yet where you couldn't get to it. You look at people in church, some of you are so judgmental of how other people praise God. Eh, I don't like how they say, wow, every time Pastor Stephen says something. Wow, oh, wow, what's going on down there? I don't think it takes all that. I don't think they asked you. Maybe they were so hungry when they came that they can survive. that song. It's repetitive. Oh, Ruth again. Ruth, Ruth, Ruth. <laughs> I'm a bad parent. I told Holly, quit fighting with Abby, telling her she needs to eat her dinner and starve her. <laughs> Put a padlock on the pantry. That's, that's what the old school thing. And then when did. she sits down, Come up. she will not be able to wait to see what mom made. All this arguing back and forth, that's not going to get it. She's not hungry enough. Come on. Come on. Come on. She's not hungry enough. Come on. Ruth was hungry enough. Oh, oh, oh. Desperation looks just like faith. Oh, you have so much faith. No, I'm just that desperate. I've been depressed. So I know the value of joy. Yes. Yes. I've been broke. So I know the value of when God provides for my needs physically. My dad was a barber. When we would go to the Chinese restaurant, he would calculate how much the meal cost and say, that's seven heads of hair I got to cut to pay for this meal. <laughs> I can't eat with that guilt on me. I'm sorry. 
when they showed me my first job, they said, here's your salary. Here's the benefits. I said, the what now? I know it makes me sound stupid. I was 22. I didn't know. My dad was self-employed. So I didn't know that somebody else would pay your benefits. I had already done all of the division and the, the, um, the calculations on this much per month, and we could do this, and the apartment is 410, and the internet. Now, i got to have high-speed internet, Lord. That's a necessity. I can't be serving Jesus out here in Shelby on a modem, a dial-up. <laughs> but then I was buying my own insurance, and when Rick Bowling said, and that, of course, doesn't include your benefits. I said, my what? And I had to pretend like I expected it, you know, because I didn't want to look as dumb as I was. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, the, the benefits. When I got out to my car, I uh, picked up my car phone. Y'all know about the car phone? I picked up my Zach Morris Motorola car phone. I called Chunks, I said, they got benefits on this job. I don't have to pay the health insurance, the, any of that out of my pocket anymore. I wish I could feel the way I felt that day again about benefits. Now I've been getting benefits so many years, so many benefits. Why does the Bible say, let me ask you this, why does the Bible say in Psalms, Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not, not all, his, all benefits. his benefits. Whoa, whoa. It's like he already knows that the longer we stay in a field, the less we will respect the treasure. And get more focused on the dirt that's around it. I have to practice gratitude. I am not naturally good at it because I am naturally good at catastrophizing. So I can imagine everything that could possibly go wrong. And I told you about this a little bit last week, but that's why gleaning was so meaningful to me because I realized that the $500 bonus that they gave me that year, the $500 bonus that they gave me that year. Same job. He said, oh, and here's your Christmas bonus. I said, my what? He said, your Christmas bonus is $500. I wish I could tell you how $500 felt that day. I didn't expect it. This is where Ruth, a widow and a foreigner, had an advantage over everybody else in Boaz's field. Because as she walked through what they were used to, it was new to her. Okay. As she, so, so Lord, show me how to walk through my salvation and my relationship with Jesus and my relationship with that woman on the front row and show me how to walk through that field again and focus more on the treasure than the dirt. Whoa. You follow me? Whoa, yeah. Life will layer you with dirt. Life will layer you like Naomi with bitterness, with experiences that all of a sudden become the focus. The Bible does not say that the treasure was sitting in the field waiting to be discovered. The treasure was actually hidden beneath something that had to be dug through to recognize what was there 
all along. And this, yeah, this is, yeah, this is a message for somebody who is guilty as charged. Lord, I have gotten more focused on the field, the work, the stress, yes. than I am the blessings yes. and the treasure. Oh, I can't wait to see how God works this in. Oh, I can't believe God let me be in this field at this time. She gleaned and gathered gleaned and gathered and gleaned and gathered not knowing that Boaz was going to end up being her husband not knowing that Naomi knew who he was not knowing that God would put her in a position to be a part of the lineage can you stand there in the field surrounded by dirt or are you going to say God I don't want the dirt I want the treasure God I don't want the pain I want the progress I used to always say, God, I don't want the V-ups. I want the six-pack. God, you, you know what I'm saying? I don't want the discipline. Yeah. But yeah. God, I do want the benefits of commitment. Yeah. You, 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 have to, you have to glean and gather in those moments when you don't even know why you're here or how this is going to turn out. Wow. The most delicious verse in the text to me is verse 17. After Ruth got done gleaning in the fields and gathering, the Bible says something. It's almost something you would skip over. It said that after she gleaned in the field until evening, then she threshed the barley she had gathered. And it amounted to about an ephah. See what I'm saying? That is the least sexy verse in the whole passage. But it talks about the next thing that Ruth had to do and that you and I have to understand too. It said that after she gleaned in a field where she didn't even have the right to be, after she gathered everything that she could, she threshed the wheat before she took it home. Mm. And when she finished threshing it, they measured it, and it was an ephah, which means nothing to us. But if you look it up and search the word ephah in the Bible, do it. Later, not right now. Do it. You'll find it again in 1 Samuel 17, verse 17, the chapter where David fought Goliath. It said the day he went down there, his dad sent him to his brothers with an ephah of grain. Whoa. So it's a measurement. And he had three brothers that were down at the battle. And his father sent him with an ephah of grain. So we still don't know how much it is. But, but that must be a lot of grain. If it fed three teenage soldiers in the heat of battle. And now, remember... We're down to just Ruth and Naomi. They are the only two left. They don't know about Boaz yet. They don't know who he is yet, what he's going to do yet. Oh, and there's God, the character who is not named by the other characters, but is implied because he's always working even when he's not named, even when he's not seen, even when he's not felt, even when he's not speaking, he's still speaking. Even if you're not hearing it, he's still speaking. And she gleaned and ephah, enough for three teenage soldiers for just her and her mother-in-law. 
So that made me wonder, can we find out about how much grain is in an ephah? And when I found out how much an ephah was, I was blown away. It turned out that an ephah is somewhere between 30 and 50 pounds in a day. In a day? She's only been in this field one day, and she's not even an experienced laborer. And she's one woman. And when she measured it after she threshed it, it was 30 pounds. Jesus. 30 pounds of grain after she threshed it. Wow. After she yes, threshed it. Yes, yes. See, you Come can't on. really measure Come it on. until after it's been threshed. Come on now. Come on. Come on. You can't really measure. Work it. You don't really know what you have you until it's been threshed. Come on now. You think you know what you have, but you don't really know what you have. Help me, Jesus. Come on. You don't really you. know what you have until Naomi turns to Ruth and Orpha and says, y'all leave. And Orpha says, okay. And Ruth says, I'll stay. Because she was being threshed. Naomi was being threshed. She lost her husband. She lost her boys. She's being threshed. She's being threshed. That word doesn't even sound appealing. Thresh. It sounds violent. It is violent. It's a violent process. The, the process of threshing is not nice like gleaning. It's not taking a journal and writing to Jesus a love note for all of the beautiful sunsets. Oh, Lord, I saw that sunset today. I'm just so proud that you did that just for me. Lord, you are such a great artist. I saw the, I saw the sunset, and I saw your eyes, and I'm so thankful. Threshing is different than that. When they threshed the grain, they would have the cattle to beat the grain out until the stalks and the seeds were separate, until the grain and the husk were separate. The threshing, when it says that Ruth threshed, it was a process of separation. Jesus. It was a process of separating the grain from the husk, or what they call the chaff. Everybody say chaff. And the way they would do it is that after it was beaten, after it was trodden, after it had been, after it had been laid out on the threshing floor. Now, all a threshing floor is, it's not fancy. It's just a solid surface in a high place. And the reason it's in a high place is because you would thresh at evening. And the process of threshing was very simple. After it had been beaten, you would take the grain that was left on the floor you would sweep it up and gather it from the clean surface. You would throw it up into the Mediterranean wind and the grain would fall back down to the ground. Whoa. But the chaff, the blow chaff wouldn't away. fall back to the ground. Blow, blow the chaff would be blown, blown away. Whoa. away. Jesus. Woo. Wow. The chaff, the stuff that couldn't stay on the threshing floor, would be blown away into the evening wind that came off the Mediterranean Sea. And so I see a lot of you on the threshing floor of life right now. I hear from you. I meet you. And even when I study, it's like the Spirit of God brings you to my mind. And I see the things that you're going through in your life right now. 
not as a process of destruction, but as a process of threshing. Yes. Woo! See, you don't know what you have until it's been threshed. Yes. You don't know what's real until it's been threshed. You don't know what's edible. You don't know what's sustainable. You don't know what is substance until it has been threshed. And a lot of us have been in a big wind lately. All oh, the, the winds will blow and beat against every house. Whether you build it on the rock of Jesus or whether you build it on the shaky foundations of the world, the wind will blow and the wind has been blowing, but you have been misinterpreting the wind. You have been thinking that the wind was sent by the enemy to destroy you, but it wasn't, but it wasn't, but it wasn't, but it wasn't. It was sent so that all the chaff could be blown away, blown away, come on, blown away. Blown away. See, God is dealing with your insecurities right now. And he's got you on the threshing floor. And you're watching people walk away. And opportunities evaporate. And things you used to know that you're now separated from. But this wind is not sent by the enemy. This wind is under the control of the mighty hand of an all-seeing God. And the grain that falls back to the ground is all you need to live on. And the rest will be blown away, blown away, blown away, blown away. The Lord told me to preach to you, blown away. And he said to tell you, when you see what I'm going to do after you get done going through what you're going through, if you will keep gleaning and stay in my hands through this process, when you see what I'm going to do through my life, I wish I had an organist. When you see what I'm about to do, your eyes have not seen, your ears have not heard, nor has it entered into your heart what I have prepared. But when you bump into Boaz, you're going to be blown away. Now to him who is able to do at least six people and tell them you're going to be blown away. 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 Hey, 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 hey. It's a promise. It's not a problem. It's a promise. Everything that you're going through is going to serve the purpose of the God you belong to. You're going to be... Threshing hurts like hell. But sometimes it comes from heaven. You can't even really measure the blessing until after it's been threshed. My, my advice as your brother in Christ, let it blow. Don't try to control it so much. Don't even try to understand it too much. The grain will stay. You hear me? That's what I know about God. The grain will stay. 30 pounds is not a day's worth of food, y'all. They lived off of this for weeks. 
One rabbi said that would have been four months of wages in a day. Wow. That's why Naomi was like, whoa, I'm blown away. And Ruth was like, me too. I'm blown away. And Boaz, when he saw Ruth, he was like, I'm blown away. And everybody is blown away. Except God. Except God. He knew exactly where to put Ruth. Exactly where to put Boaz. Exactly who to let her glean behind. And exactly who to send her home to. When you see what you cannot see with your spirit instead of judging what you're going through with your eyes. By the spirit of God, I prophetically declare, if it's not your word, get out of the way so somebody else can receive it. You will be blown away. You will be blown away. My prayer lately is, God, I'm assuming that it's either you doing this or is something that you will use if it's not. Don't you love that prayer? It's really just a threshing floor prayer. It's really just a threshing floor prayer. It's going, here it is, God. Whatever is not meant to stay, blow it away. Blow it away, God. I don't want it if it's chaff. I don't want the attitudes I clung to. Like I saw the whole story of Ruth through a different lens when I read it like that. I said, of course she had to thresh the grain because she herself was being threshed. A Moabite leaving her gods, a Moabite leaving her family, a Moabite leaving her customs. And that's been you lately and it's been windy. Just lift your right hand if it's been windy in your life. We don't have to talk about why. We don't have to talk about who. We don't have to talk about what. Just it's been windy. Raise your hand if it's been windy. All right. Catch the wind of the Holy Spirit in this moment and allow it to carry you forward in the field that you're in until you find the treasure from it. Because that's what the kingdom is like. It's like a man who found a treasure in a field. It is like the grain that stayed after the wind blew. So in this season of my life, God, on the threshing floor of failure, on the threshing floor of frustration, for whoever this word is for today, I declare prophetically that they will stand here a year from now and be blown away by what you did through an ephah. I declare over them that their ephah is enough. Come on, let's minister. Let's minister together. Your ephah is enough. I want you to begin to believe again in the enoughness of God. Yeah, I made the word up. The enoughness of God. I want you to begin to believe that whatever has left your life, that you still have something to live for. Come on, shout it, shout it for the devil to hear. I still have something to live for. I still have something to live for. I will not die in Moab. I will not die in bitterness. I have something to live for. 
I have something to live for. And God, by your eternal word, would you sanctify those who you are calling to yourself? Because we don't want to be in Bethlehem in our body, but be in Moab in our mind. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Living in the things that you did. Yes. God. Yes. Your word said that you could do exceeding abundantly above what we ask or imagine. So I don't want to hold so tightly to what I thought you'd do that I can't be blown away by what you have in store. Your eyes have not seen, your ears have not heard. Neither has it even entered into your heart. You don't even have the capacity to imagine what God is going to do through your life. And Ruth knew none of that. If we would have told her that we're gonna turn to the book of you at Elevation Church in April of 2022, she would have said, who? And we would have said, you, Ruth. See, if you only knew the glory that God is going to get, I can feel that your faith is weak. I can feel that your faith is worn. I can feel that your mind is weary. But I'm calling you back to that place of surrendering God to let the wind of his spirit blow on your situation. If it's something with your kids, if it's something in your body, do everything you can do. Don't say it's God's plan, but you ate sugar. Go on the diet. Well, when the Lord wants to take me out, he's going to take me. No, you can eat some broccoli and stay another 10 years. So don't do that. But sometimes we get separated from everything we knew and everything we planned and everything we thought. And that's the threshing floor. God, after that we have gleaned your word today, we accept the process of your threshing. We're giving it up to you. Let you blow away whatever doesn't belong. I got something to live for. I've got something to live for. And I'll tell you something else. I've lost a lot, but I've got a lot left. Yes, yes. Do it real quick. Look in the eyes. Look in the eyes of the person you're next to and say you've got a lot left. You do. You've got a lot left. Not bow your head, say it to yourself. You've got a lot left. You said that softer. Why can you encourage them, but you can't encourage you? Close your eyes and say to yourself, you've got a lot left. So bless the Lord, oh my soul. And forget not all his benefits. Who redeems your life from the pit and who crowns you with love and compassion. You've got a lot left. You've got a whole ephah. You got 30 pounds to take back to Naomi. You got a basket full to take home. You can live off of this word for a week. You can live off of this word for a month. And you will be blown away. Come on, let's lift up a sound of anticipatory praise. Glory.
Malaysia with the unknown. High five everybody, you can reset, you're gonna be blown away. Blown away. Blown away. Blown away. You're gonna be blown away. Boom, mind-blowing blessings. Boom, boasting blessings. Boom, basketball. Press out, shake it together, and run it over. You're going to be blown away. Look at him and say, do you believe that? Yes. Do you believe that? Do yes. you believe that? Yes. According to your faith, be it yes. done to you. Yes. If you don't expect it, you won't experience it. But for those of you who are looking for God to get the glory in some strange places, you will be blown away. Campus pastors, come and give the people the closing. I love you with all my heart, church. Get ready to be blown away. Well, I trust that you've been blessed by the Woo! message that you were just Jesus. able to be a part of today. Lord, and we are just incredibly awesome. thankful that you've Yes. joined us and have been yes. a part of Elevation Church. Now, before we wrapped up, where we, before we wrap up the... Okay, I'm going to give you all the scripture text that he came from. 1 Samuel 17 and 17. Um, oh my gosh, I'm just trying to catch my breath. <laughs> what impresses you is a little different. <laughs> uh, you have to know that God is going to blow you away. This is just like a follow-up with what I was sharing earlier. And I didn't even know that um, this brother was going to preach. This is uh, Pastor Steve Furlick of Elevation Church. Awesome, awesome, awesome word. The title of this message is Blowing Away. Coming out of Ruth, chapter 2, 1 through 20, Matthew 13, 44. Joshua 6, 9, Joshua 6, 20, Psalms 1 and 4, 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 10, uh, Zechariah 12 through 10, uh, chapter 12, 10, 1 Samuel 17, 17. Oh my gosh, let me tell y'all, you have to learn, I always mention about gleaning, but for him, For him to to express threshing, oh my goodness, threshing, threshing. That's that's that intense wind that continuously blow like a tornado. Threshing. I love how he explained that. Oh my gosh, and I just pray that you guys was able to um, receive that word. Okay, and know that God loves you. And you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. Right now, Father, say this prayer in your heart. Receive it in your heart. And act it out by speaking the word. Father, I ask you to come into my heart. Cleanse me of my sins and my iniquities. I repent. I surrender my life unto you now and I believe that you sent Jesus Yahshua HaMashiach to die on the cross at this time thousands of years ago at the same time for him to go and die on the cross to be beaten to walk up that mountain whoa 
to be hung on that cross for me. But he didn't stay there. Glory to God. He didn't stay there. He died, but he rose for me. And I accept it, and I believe it in my heart that he's going to come back and receive me to himself one day. And until then, I need help. I need help to live the life right now in this earth. It's so evil, and it's so wicked. And some things just not fair, Lord. But I'm going to trust you, as the message said, as I go through my threshing in my life. I know that you know how to put me in the right place at the right time, at the right moment, with the right person. And I won't be picky. I know I'm going to have to dig for that treasure in the field. I know I'm going to have to have patience to know that he's not going to reveal it all to me. I'm going to have to glean through it. Come on now. And I receive and believe. What Dr. D is saying right now, in Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you say that prayer, you mean it from your heart. I believe God that's going to touch you right now and fill you with the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes to give you insight, to give you understanding, right? To help you live this life in Christ, in the earth. And with that, you're going to be able to experience some supernatural things. It's gonna seem strange. You're gonna you're going to like some things gonna begin to manifest. And you're not, I'm gonna tell you right now, you're not going crazy. It's just that the Spirit of God now is part of your life. And He's opened up your understanding. He's opened up your eyes. Okay, so you can see more, experience more of Him. All right. And if you need, if you need that encouraging word. Go to Redeemed by the Blood dot org and go to the they have the contact page, but I also have an intercessory prayer page. And send your prayer requests. Let me know, hey, I pray with you today. And I'm gonna send you a free book. A salvation book. To help guide you through your growth. In whatever state or country that you live in. Find a word-based Holy Ghost church and go and eat up that word, okay? And you can stay in contact with me. Once I get your email, I'll follow back up with you. I get many prayer requests, trust me. My emails are flooded. I have like over 30,000 emails, yes. And they're not just all advertisement, <laughs> okay? So I've been blessed with this message. I'm so excited that you have come into the kingdom of God. And if I don't see you in the natural, I'm going to see you in the heavenly realm. Until then, you guys, y'all be blessed. I love you. and I appreciate you. And let's all look for God to blow us away. Right here, coming live off the Boom Factor Radio. Boy, I tell you, ooh, God got something special for this, for this family, the Boom Factor family. Boy, we all going to be like, this summertime, come on. We're going to be blown away, y'all. All right. God bless you. Oh, my goodness, y'all. I don't know if y'all received that awesome word today, this morning. But we didn't have some church up in here this morning. Oh, yes, we did. <laughs> Oh, 
yes, we did. We 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 had we had some church up in here this morning, and so um, my goodness, Daddy want us to really know that hey, I love y'all, <laughs> love you, and I love the title that when he said "blown away." Oh my gosh! But you have to understand the message and where it came from. And really, it's just a confirmation of what God has been showing me already. I think before I had got into that message, I had shared with you guys, well, the Lord had kind of gave me a a whipping. I got a little spiritual whipping, y'all, because... Daddy said, I'm trying to I'm 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 trying to blow you away. <laughs> Matter of fact, that message was right on time for me. He said, I'm trying to blow you away, but you're still stuck in the past. You're not being you let that go. And I'm trying to put you in something new. You still trying to hold on to something something old. Whoa. And so with with that, with this message that just came forth. It really blessed me. I'm like, oh my goodness. We we can't keep getting stuck in a rut. With old habits, old situations, old familiar spirits from other people, attitudes and their personalities. And they, you know, uh, I know at one time in my life when I really started reevaluating my situation and the things that I always wanted to do and did it for everybody else. But when it was time for me to do what I needed to do, according to the assignment that God told me to do, it was always an issue. And the Lord had to check me. He said, no, you got to check yourself. It's a problem there. The problem was I didn't like myself. I didn't love myself. I really didn't care about myself. I didn't take care of myself. And because of that, we lack endurance for ourselves. I'm trying to do this message on the Safe Zone broadcast. Man, that was awesome word. By Pastor... I always I, I I love doing that though. Um, God gave me a little, and I only shared a little. I didn't even give the um, all of the revelation that Daddy has showed me about the situation this week. This week I had encountered. Um, But the message was on time. It, it really was. I don't even know what season that is. I, I know I'm on season four. And episode, I don't even know what episode. So we're going to publish it like that. Okay. Oh my goodness, y'all. Uh, I am just, I'm, I'm, I'm literally blown away, y'all. I'm blown away. Because normally I don't even get a parking spot, right? But I can look right out my window and look at my brand new car. New car smell. Brand new, y'all. God just blew me away. He blew me away with this with this magnificent piece of rotary. <laughs> right? 
and uh, I, I, I'm excited about it, but I know I, I, I can't, I feel in my spirit that God about to give me another car. He's about to give me another one, literally give it to me, right? That's blowing me away, but I couldn't, I could not, like he was sharing, he was sharing how people don't know how to glean because when you glean, you got to pick over. And he said, gleaning meaning you being grateful. Every step that you take, being grateful. I was sharing that earlier in the message earlier that I shared with y'all on the, the, the early ep- the episode before this. I was just sharing that. And Daddy God gave me a spiritual spanking and said, you're not even grateful. You're not even excited. I just put you in something brand new. But you grieving over something old. He said, that's what's wrong with my children. They they don't want to forget about the past. They don't want to forget about the old. I'm trying to bring them into something new. I'm trying to, I'm striving to put them in something new. To bring them into a new situation. A, a, a new opportunity. A, a new venue. A new atmosphere. Bring them up to a higher new frequency. But no, we, we stuck on stupid. We stuck on the old. We stuck on our own accolades. We stuck on our own influence. We, we stuck on our idols. We, we make ourselves idols. Whoa. The Lord told me, say, just that fast you made that, that, that 2019 call an idol. I say, Lord, no, I didn't. I was like, I say, well, Lord, I'm... Now, you know, when daddy talking to you, no matter what you say, daddy right. Because that's daddy. That's Papa God. So, he going to let you go ahead and try to explain yourself all over. But at the end of the day, you know he right. He said, yeah, you made that your idol. I said, no, I didn't. He said, well, why are you grieving over it? Why are you experiencing loss when I just put you in something brand new and nobody got up in there? It was on, It had five miles on it when you got in it. The number of grace I showed you favor. Oh, come on, Holy Ghost. Half the cause. Cause see, you the boss. Half the cause, you the boss. <laughs> you know, I just threw that in there. I just thought about it. So what are we holding on to, you guys? Let's get back to that. What are we holding on to that we're not letting go and God striving? He got something new right before your eyes and you can't even see it. You're probably already in it. You're already done taking, taking hold of it and, and you can't even enjoy the new because you're holding on to the past. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. I'm telling y'all, Daddy just gave me a spiritual week. Man, I snapped out, I snapped out of that quick. I snapped, I snapped out of that so quick. I said, oh, come on. I'm going, I'm going to drive here to joy. Let me see what this car is all about. <laughs> oh, my screen. Look, look at me. I said, oh, my GPS screen. Now, in the other car, it had more. It was wider. It was bigger. This one's smaller. And I, and I had to say, um, Danielle, this is a new car. Uh, Stop it. I'm I'm trying to find something. Now I'm trying to find something wrong with the new. Oh, come on. I know this is a word. I know this is a word for somebody. I'm trying to find something wrong with the new. 
because I don't want to let go to old Jesus. We like, isn't that's 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 our human nature? We so stuck on the old things, the familiar. Come on, we stuck on the familiar. Get these feet done. I'm gonna get these feet done tomorrow. Sure it is. Self-care day. Yep, self-care day. I may even get my nails done. Get dooted up for the holidays. I like that. That was a good word, y'all. That was a good word. Alright, y'all be blessed. I love you. Praying for you. Okay. And uh, we're gonna chop chop later. Later.